Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Maggie McReynolds. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book that's out there making a difference in the world. So our goal for this show is for you to come away from it inspired and motivated to write your book, whether it's your first or your third, or in the case of a couple of our authors, your sixth or your seventh. Today's author is Cindy Larie. She is a life coach, and her book is titled Flipping the Fairy Tale. Hey, Cindy, welcome. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so great to hear you, and, and I, I say see you, but it's it's all virtual. So let's just say hear you, and I'm imagining <laughs> your face. So hey, to, help, to help orient our listeners, I usually start with the same question. So could you tell uh, everybody what your book's about and who it's for? My book is actually sort of a conglomeration of the lessons that I learned um, while dating post-divorce. So um, it's a journey, and it's really written for women who are out of a significant relationship, whether that was actually marriage or if it was just a long-term dating situation. But as they're trying to transition back into the dating world. Yeah, so that's not always an easy journey, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's comedic, and (laughs) it can be very frustrating, and, and honestly, it can be very overwhelming. For me specifically, I had been married for 13 years, so it had been a very long time since I had tried to date. And we didn't have online dating when my husband and I had met. And so you did it the hard way. You went out to places, you met people, your friends set you up. Um, Now it's a completely different, in a lot of ways, virtual world where you're talking to people online and it's, you know, and when you're not meeting in person, it's so easy to be deceived. Right. The majority right. of relationships I'm talking are through text messages or emails or dating websites. Mm-hmm. And so really just navigating that and, you know, having someone, helping someone or being able to find your Prince Charming. Thus flipping the fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So while you were talking, it occurred to me that um, the dating world is different and so I think is the book, book writing, book publishing world. You know, back when I was in college and imagining being an author or a writer or whatever I was thinking, um, you know, I still had pretty old-fashioned thoughts in my mind of probably the way things were in, I don't know, 1950s New York or something like that. Not that I'm that old, but uh, what, what was so you went into this very new process with the author incubator. What do you wish you had known before you wrote the book? Oh, what did I wish I would have known? Yeah. That's easy. 
how easy it can be to to actually write a book because I had toyed with writing in a book and and I guess I don't want to say toyed with it it's on my bucket list it was my like dream of you know someday I want to write a book and have it published but it always seemed too big and too out of the realm of the possibility because who was I to write a book um so the process was amazing um, and it was so much easier than I anticipated. So you were picturing, I don't know, sweating blood? <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing possibly the 1950s version of sitting in front of a typewriter. I don't even own a typewriter, but sitting in front of a typewriter and, you know, massive writer's block and, uh, pulling and and wadded up papers thrown and strewn about my bedroom um, or my office, wherever the case may be, and just literally pounding my head on, you know, how do I write this? What do I say? You know, what do I do that makes someone want to read a book? Like, how does that happen? So, yeah, it was, in my mind, it was very overwhelming what it took to write a book. So so heading into it, did you have a vision of of what it would look like at the end of what your what your book would would be like and and how it would be to be an author? Ooh, well, <laughs> <laughs> no is a perfectly um, okay answer. <laughs> no. No, because I because to be quite honest, I think it was like I said it was such a big dream that I didn't even have any context around what that would look like. Um to actually one have the stick-to-itiveness to complete a manuscript and put 30,000 words down on a paper that someone else is going to want to read and you know two, just how to get through that I didn't know anything about publishing I didn't know um, you know editing and it, it was it was just so huge like the concept seemed like something that other people could do but not me well, in the program, I have my own ideas about this since I went through the same program, but where was the first point in, uh, in the trainings and the exercises where you kind of got a little vision of, oh, oh, wait a minute? I actually, I have to say, it was it was really in one of the very first assignments when, um, or one of the really beginning um yeah, just in the beginning when we were talking about, um, you know, who are you writing your book for? And and the guidance that was given um, by Angela and the Author Incubator was honestly fantastic, and it was something that I never really thought about. But when you're trying to write a book for everybody out there, it's generic and it's watered down, and it's not going to be something anyone wants to read. But going through the process that she talks about with your ideal reader and really identifying and connecting with that one specific person who's going to read your book and who's going to, um, you know, like you're speaking to them and, and she uses the phrase like you're writing a love letter to them. And mm-hmm. once that clarity hit, it became so much easier. Like, okay, I can write a book for one person to read. Like I can look at what, you know, what advice I would give one person. 
like the advice I would give my daughter or I would give my sister or even my best friend dating. And that's really what I was looking at was, you know, if my best friend is out there dating, what would I tell her right now? You know, we're hopeless romantics. We love love. So what can I tell her and how can I tell that to her that will create a huge impact for her? Now, it might not be the same story I tell my sister or my neighbor, but I really feel like that was where the the aha moment hit in the process for me was just identifying and, and really coming to grips and really getting to know who my ideal reader was. And then it's just like having a conversation with them. Right? Yeah, that's so cool. Did you know from the very beginning that you wanted to write a book about dating, about relationships? <laughs> um, yes. Well, okay. I kind of had the theory that I had some really horrific and tragic dating stories. Um, just guys that misrepresented themselves, guys that totally just had the wrong motivation, um, guys that completely lied to me about who they were and what they wanted. And and they were all so comedic. And I would be telling my friends about my dating stories, and you'll never believe this guy that I met. And it was just like, you really need to write a book. And so I really felt called, as weird as that is, um, I really felt like I needed to share that information with women because it is frustrating and it is overwhelming in the dating world. And, you know, a lot of times that takes a huge hit to your self-esteem. And uh, if I could share the things that I learned about men and the different types of men that I dated and save another woman from going through that, I felt this really strong calling or obligation to share that message with them and to help, you know, if they're already in it, let them know you're not alone. Dating sucks. Dating can suck. Um, Mm -hmm. But really just have that, you know, that message to share that there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel. So you mentioned uh, that iconic scene that I think we both had in our heads, the typewriter and the the ding and the carriage return and all that stuff. Obviously, neither of us had that experience. Did you, however, run into the writer's block that you imagined? Um, I don't, yeah, well, so writer's block was interesting because I, what I had thought writer's block would be, I absolutely didn't run into, but I really feel like that was because of the solid guidance of um, the process and, and the author incubator, they give you right up front, you know, how do you, you know, how do you lean into your um, writing? And I, I believe they call it like the, the writer feeling scale or the author feeling scale before you're writing, like, where are you mentally? And then how do you work through that? So, I felt like from a coaching standpoint, they gave me phenomenal resources to get through that. However, I wouldn't call it writer's block, but I did start coming up with a lot of fear and a lot of doubt. And there was a lot of uh, transformation that happened within myself to become the person who wrote this book. You know, looking back at... um, at the time, I looked back at where I was writing the book, and there were some days that I was in tears 
and I didn't think I could finish and I didn't think I could write. But then, you know, having the support really helped me realize what of this is actual fears of the book or what is this of just dealing with BS from my past and kind of healing, you know. So Mm -hmm. there were absolutely fear and doubt with how writer's block sort of manifested for me. What do you think would have happened if you'd been writing your book on your own and you'd run into those those feelings, those challenges? <laughs> I I think that I would probably would have stopped because I didn't have I don't think that I had enough I I don't know what the right word is, but confidence enough stick-to-itiveness that, you know, when something gets hard, it's really easy to say, oh, well, you know, I wasn't a writer anyway. It's not what I went to school for. It's not, you know, my my career. So maybe next year, you know, maybe when I get to a better place, I could pick it up and finish the book. But, you know, having the coaches, you know, having the book coach, having Angela there, and also having the cohort group of the other authors that were going through the same process to really just, you know, be able to sit back and look at calls and, and uh, you know, our, our posts and things that we had in our group and say, wow, these guys are all going through the same thing and they can do it. And there's light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, really leaning in and, and, you know, Angela said it several times, just keep writing forward, keep writing forward. And I think that had I not had that coach or not had that experience to someone to keep telling me to keep writing forward, I probably would have saved the file on my computer somewhere and figured one of these days I'll get back to it. Had you ever done that before? I don't mean like with the idea of a whole book, but somewhere on your hard drive, is there, you know, beginnings of some somethings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing is major as a book, but there are, you know, short stories or, you know, things that it was like, oh, this is fun. And then it was like, ooh, I don't know what to say anymore or I don't know if this matters. And so I just stop and I save it, you know. Mm-hmm. Blog posts started, never finished. <laughs> this would be the 21st century equivalent of, you know, the half-finished novel in the desk drawer, Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so was it for for you I'm hearing that the ability to finish was predicated on uh coaching on accountability and deadlines and and I'm glad you mentioned it on having a group of people who were going through it with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was I don't know, like the group that I had with me, my cohort group of other authors, I want to say there was probably about um, like 18 maybe in uh, my specific group. But the beauty of the way the program works is you're kind of like you're with people who are already, a you know, a month into their process and you're, you know, as you get into the process, then there's new people added to the process that are just starting. So it was a really great 360 perspective of, what happens in the process and how you write your book. And so people had the same questions as someone who's, you know, a couple of weeks away from having their manuscript completed. 
was asking questions and they were getting feedback and answers. And then when I came into that same question, it was like, oh, wait, I already know this answer because I remember that Stacy had asked it, you know, three weeks ago. So Mm -hmm. it was just a really comforting um, and just having people there that you felt accountable for and, or that having people there to hold you accountable, but also having that support from people who genuinely knew what you were going through. And, uh, you know, the process and, you know, and there were so many times that I remember like Angela sometimes can be the tough love person. And I remember her saying, that's not the problem. No, I promise this is what the issue is. And she's like, no, it's not. And I remember like being frustrated, like, wait a minute, no, that's the problem. And the reality of the situation was that was the problem that I was creating to not solve the actual problem that I had. And, you know, so there were some of those weird things that kind of came up. And and unless you've really been in that process, I think it's kind of hard to understand. But just knowing that at any given time, I completely felt absolutely supported. I felt like people genuinely cared and were invested in what I was doing. And, you know, I, I mean, it was just an amazing process for writing my first book. And I really, I'm looking forward to writing a second book through the same process. You know? How awesome. So, so, so far, what's, what's the best thing that's come out of having your own book out there in the world? Well, I have a, I have a published book for one. Um, I have a deal. I have a deal with Morgan James to print, to do the print copies, and then they will be for sale in, you know, bookstores, which is fantastic. Uh, it's a best-selling, it's a best-selling book. So these are some of the things that are really awesome about it. Um, and I'm just now getting to a place where I feel comfortable saying, "Why, yes, I do have a best-selling book. Um, I am an author." And and uh, it's exciting, you know. No matter what happens in my life, I will never not be a best-selling author again. Right. And to be to be quite honest, sometimes that's a lot to wrap your head around, <laughs> right? Or the <laughs> idea that awesome. or that after long after you're gone, your words will still be out there somewhere. You know, that's weird to right? me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I will also tell you that some of the cool things that have happened is it really has also, like, um, really helped me launch my coaching business. So I have a great tool to, an awareness tool to get the message out about my coaching business that I do. Um, I've converted a lot of clients, which I think has really helped. Um, The other thing is just knowing and reading some of the reviews off my book. Some are good, and I actually have a bad review on my book on Amazon. And when I first read it, I was kind of upset because it was like, hey, wait a minute, this person didn't actually even read the book. Um, Mm -hmm. I have since found out that it's written by one of the guys that I wrote about in the book. Um, Uh That's going to happen. If you're going to be a dragon, don't get, you know, don't. Don't get upset when I tell the story. Yeah. And uh, so when I 
read the, and I didn't really know what to do. I had this bad review and I was like, oh my gosh. So I went back to, you know, a lot of my cohort groups and I was like, hey, I have a bad review. What do I do? You know, and I got some really great advice on how to do and what to do with it. And so I was kind of mulling over what I was going to do. And then I went back to kind of address the um, review and I thought I should just comment something. Even if it was just to say, hey, I'm grateful that you took the time to take a review, you know, to write a review. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But then I got back into the reviews, and there was another review from someone commenting on the bad review who said that they read the book, and whoever wrote that review never read the book, and they didn't understand because if you read the book, you would understand that it's about this journey, and it's this, and it's that. And so I just had this crazy, awesome moment where I was like, holy crap. Someone that I don't even know wrote, like, came to my defense as a writer to say, hey, listen, this is a good book, and it's helped me, and it's helped, you know, the people around me, and, and I get this journey, and, and it was amazing, and it was like, holy crap, like, people read it, and it mattered, and, like, they listened, like, it touched them, awesome. it changed their perspective, and that, quite honestly, Maggie, has been one of the most phenomenal moments is just knowing that I actually do have an outlet for my message to share what it is I'm passionate about. And I'm passionate about love. And most, even more so than love, is about finding self-love and finding that within yourself. So, that's a great story. That that is very cool. The the universe and another reader came to your defense. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Has there been anything about this? I mean, we've talked about uh, things that were you wish you'd known. Was there anything that was like really different or surprising about this whole whole Megillah, this whole process? I was like, wow, that's crazy. I wasn't expecting that. Um. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just the, it's truly the ease of the process. Everything going back to that 1950s version of how you write a book, the, the typewriter and the long nights and the not changing out of your pajamas for four or five days, and that may or may not have actually happened while I was, you know, maybe not the long <laughs> nights, but just staying in my pajamas for several days. But um, it just... I think the fear of writing the book of just how monumental the task would be um, and then to get into the process and not have that, you know, have a real comfort, have a lifeline, have a, have a way to ask questions when you don't, you know, don't necessarily know where to go or, and, uh, but also have, my own like unique experience and my own opportunity to use my words and say what I want to say. Because when I actually, when I told my dad that I was um, going to work with the author incubator and a book coach, he said it sounded like someone was going to be ghostwriting my book. And he's like, well, it sounds like someone's going to write your book for you. And I was like, I don't think that. And he's like, well, so I don't understand then. And so I was also very pleasantly surprised that, you know, I 
got the encouragement to write my own words and to deliver my own message the way that I wanted to do it. It wasn't someone coming back in and saying, yeah, this isn't going to work. You need to tell this story or say it this way. It was a very open, creative process, yet structured. And I know that sounds very strange, but there was, you know, a process and things in place to help me be successful, but also enough space for me to create whatever it was I wanted to create in that same environment. And for that, that completely blew my expectations. And I was so grateful for that opportunity. Well, the nice thing is that it's it's kind of all chunked down into manageable mini goals and tasks, right? It's not like it's just somebody throws you in an empty room with a laptop and says, so write a book. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. The assignments were broken up and, and things that you don't, you know, there were different things about like, you know, spending a lot of time, I think, up front, identifying your ideal reader and then really finding a way to connect with them. And I actually still have a basket that I created and, uh, and it has the things that connect me with my ideal reader. So no surprise, I have the movie Rapunzel and like I have beauty and the beast and I have flowers and chocolates and teddy bears and things that are very like romantic and very like, super duper in love, like over-the-top, hopeless, romantic kind of things mm-hmm. that I happen to hold on to. And I still have that, you know, I actually still have the basket sitting um, in my office as a connection to keep me to my ideal reader. And so even when I was writing, I had those, like, tangible items that I could go back to that I had, you know, gathered up. I had a great in line of, you know, what's in line with my story and what am I talking, you know, what makes sense, what's good to have in there. It's just there were so many ideas and so many activities that really helped lay an excellent foundation for the creative process to happen that it was like a manifesting miracle or whatever, just how quickly things all came together. Way better than the empty room and the typewriter. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. right, and and trying to write a book for everybody, you know. Right. So, so I know that people listening, there is at least at least one or a, a thousand people listening who want to write a book or have started to write a book but can't finish it. What what words of wisdom do you have for them? Um, for the people who really want to write a book, do it. Absolutely do it. You will not regret it. Um, And then for the people who have been working on it for a while, whether that's years or months, honestly, scrap it. Because if it's taken you that long and you haven't been able to complete it, you have probably changed as a person from when you started writing the book. So I would say start fresh. Um, get some really good perspective on writing. Um, If you're not in a place to join the author incubator, um, at least get Angela's book, The Difference Process. Uh, It's an excellent tool, and it'll guide you in the steps that, you know, she worked with us on in our book process. And then once you really know who you're writing the book about, it's 
so much easier to flow through that process. Hold yourself accountable and give yourself an end date. Don't don't stretch it out over the years. It's way too difficult. Too difficult, too much editing, too much confusion. So if you're going to do it, do it. Start and keep going till you finish. Write forward, correct? Yep. Keep writing forward, <laughs> absolutely. Keep writing forward. Good advice for everybody. Cindy Lurie is the author of Flipping the Fairy Tale, currently available on Amazon.com. And out in bookstores, do you have a published date yet, Cindy? I don't. I actually have a meeting with them tomorrow. So Cheers. looking forward cool. to getting that information. That's awesome. So Flipping the Fairy Tale currently on Amazon.com and at some point in the not-too-distant future available at your favorite bookstore near you. Personally, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping for the airport bookstores. That that's when I know um, I'll have made it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Once you can find my book at an airport. <laughs> yes. Cindy, thank you so much for being cool. here. I really appreciate you. And I very you much look forward to you. Can't wait to hear about uh, what book number two is about. Uh, I love book number two. Book number two is all about loving yourself. Awesome. How in the world. So. Awesome. Can't wait. Thanks for joining us. And everybody, thanks for listening. And this has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Go. Talk to you next time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.